Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the ones that are hearing me. Father who formed me and spoke to me even before I was formed. You created me, Father. I give you honor and praise. I thank you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, my Savior. Thank you. And I declare shalom upon your people, Father. Shalom upon your people, Lord Jesus. And Holy Spirit come alive on the inside of me to impart understanding, to impart wisdom to the hearers of these words, Lord, that they may be blessed and that they may be edified and that the peace of God may overtake them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's go to 2 Timothy, the first chapter. And we're going to start at the fifth verse. It says, and we're talking about the God of Shalom. It says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, this Paul writing to Timothy, which dwelt first in thy grandmother, Lois, and thy mother, Eunice. So, Paul is telling Timothy, man, your, your grandmother, your mama, man, they, they was full of faith. Now watch this. And I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Now I notice a whole separate message what I'm about to say right here, but I feel led to say it. Paul was telling Timothy <coughs> that he received a spiritual gift when he prayed for him by the laying on of hands. I want to tell you this. You, any gift that you have, whether it's the gift of faith, whether it's the gift of prophecy, or uh, whatever kind of spiritual gifts you have, Word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Do you know it can be imparted to others by the laying on of hands? But even though you can lay hands on people and impart the gift, they have to stir it up. Now, everything in the word is yours that God says is yours. The Bible is God speaking to you. Say this. Say, say the Bible is God speaking to me. Say it again. Say the Bible is God speaking to me. So when God says in the word of God that by his stripes you're healed, he's talking to you. It has to become as if it's you and God sitting in the room and he's talking to you personally. You have to get to that point. And you get to that point by confession of the word, by personalizing the word. It can't be that Brother King talking to a bunch of people. Uh, he preaching to uh, uh, not just me talking to so-and-so. It has to become so real on the inside of you where when you read the scriptures, it has to be as if God was talking to you individually because he was. Now, see, a lot of people don't believe that. They believe God was talking to so-and-so, but not to me. So-and-so got healed, but not me. So-and-so got rich, but not me. So-and-so got a full supply, but not me. I'm cursing it. You're not cursed. 
Now you can see the evidence of the curse in operation. But the word of God is given for you to fight the good fight of faith to drive out that curse. You simply take the word of God, the word that God has spoken concerning you and your life, and you personalize it to drive out the demons that are hindering your life, to drive out the sickness, to drive out what people call bad luck. The bad luck is demonic powers that's fighting against you. Satan is always trying to fight against people as a roaring lion, but resist the devil and he will flee. So Paul is telling Timothy, I imparted a gift unto you. Now you got to stir up that gift. You stir it up by acknowledging what God has given you. Philemon, in the book of Philemon, it said that your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is on the inside of you. Now at verse seven, for God have not given us the spirit of fear. It's, see, it's a spirit but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God is giving you power. God is giving you love and God is giving you a sound mind. But that spirit of fear is coming from the enemy. Therefore, you should resist the enemy. See, Paul was telling Timothy this for evidently he had laid hands on him, maybe imparted a ministry gift or something to that effect, evangelism or something. And I guess Timothy wasn't going through with it like he wanted him to. So the letter to Timothy was meant to stir up his spirit. That's what, and see, all the words of God is meant to stir you up. If God has told you Jesus became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Well, it's, it's not written right there in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 for you to just look at it and don't practice being rich. No, you got to put the word to practice. Now, you might say, well, Brother King, how you do that? You simply say, <clears throat> On a daily basis, not just once, all during the day off and on. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you became poor, that I through your poverty am now made rich. I'm rich now. You say that even if you if you broke. You say what God says about you. Even if you was broke, you would say that. You wouldn't confess over yourself that you was broke. You would confess over yourself what God says you are. And if you would dare to confess what God says about you, your situation would change. Your words are prophetic. <clears throat> the, the prophecies is on the inside of you because the power over death and life is in your tongue. God has created you that way. Everyone is prophetic by nature. Think about this statement. The power over death and life is in your tongue. If that be the case, you don't have to wait for God to tell you to say something. You can speak positive over your life, but it makes it even more uh, um, uh, powerful when God did say it. And God is the one that says Jesus became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. It has to be as if Jesus, the father, the Holy Spirit was there talking to you individually, talking to you one on one. You have to believe it that way. See, you believe like, oh, he's talking to all. Yeah, but he's talking to you one-on-one. -on -one. If the rest of the people wasn't there, he'll just be talking to you. See, you have to look at it like that because he is talking to you one-on-one. -on -one. He was telling you that this is not my uh, expectation for your life. <clears throat> I don't desire for you to be sick. With long life, I'll satisfy you and show you my salvation. 
Say that. Say, with long life, Lord, you'll satisfy me and show me your salvation. Say it again. Say, with long life, you'll satisfy me, Lord, and show me your salvation. Glory. Say, I believe that I live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Say it again. Say, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. You have to get the word of God in your mouth. Now say this. Say, spirit of fear, I resist you. I fight against you. And I drive you out of my life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Get mad at it. Say, spirit of fear, I'm tired of you. I resist you and I drive you out in the name of the Lord Jesus. Say, flee now, spirit of fear. <sighs> Breathe it out. Whatever the fear is, fear of heights, fear of dogs. Some people have a fear of getting sick. Drive that spirit out, fear of getting sick. I come against you and I drive you out in the name of the Lord Jesus. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Spirit of poverty. Say this, say spirit of poverty. I resist you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I drive you out of my life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now say this, say I'm rich by the Lord Jesus Christ. See, Jesus became poor that you through his poverty might become rich. Say this, say I give and it's given back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, men giving to my bosom. Say this, say I love to give. Say it again, say I love to give. Say it again, say I give and it is given back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, men give into my bosom. You have to put the word to practice. And if you will, the God of Shalom will make a home in your spirit. Be blessed.